Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Yeah! God, that was terrible. That was horrible. You gotta drag it out more. <laughs> Yeehaw! Man, that's even worse. Fuck <laughs> that. Sound like you were a perverted we'll just, cowboy. We'll, <laughs> we'll just let that be, guys. I'm back. Obviously, you can tell uh, I am... Hey, do me a favor and quit clicking on whatever you're clicking on. Why? Because it's clicking on my side. All right, well, then hold on. Let me let me, let me me hold on. Let me find a picture that I like, and then I can look at it the whole time we're doing this. I'll be there in a second. Okay. Just don't use the clicker. Just tap the pad. Oh, Max, do that. Oh, cool. Oh, I don't yeah. fucked up now. <laughs> All right. Hey, guys, we are back, and I am pleased to say that the ever elusive Leighton Harvey has has finally made it through his busiest season, and uh, he should be joining us for the long haul here shortly. How you doing, buddy? No, I ain't made I ain't made it through it. It's just a <laughs> dull in the season right now. I believe. I hope. I hope that's all it is. What's going right, on? Right. Right. Well, y'all, he he has missed y'all so dearly, and he has missed all the the wonderful conversations to the extent where he is remoting in on his uh, cell phone today and. Uh, we are working on getting him set up with a with a more professional setup. But actually, I think it's actually coming through pretty well, if I'm being honest Yeah, I here. think this is going to work. Who needs professional whenever we can yeah, get it done? I'm telling you, get her done. Well, y'all, a lot of th- cool things have happened uh, since, since Leighton's been gone. We'll get to that in just a second. Uh, but first, I'd like to uh, give a shout-out to our, our sponsor, Wild Edge Inc., maker of the stepladder. Visit his website, www.wildedgeinc.com. That's wildedgeinc.com. And see everything he has to offer. We attempted to climb a tree with the other day, and it worked. We were just going to use a chainsaw once we got up there, and we found out real quick those steps aren't quite that big, so we decided <laughs> against that. Um, <laughs> I'm sure Drew's li- uh, liability insurance just went through the roof. <laughs> yeah, probably. A- advocating but... the use of a chainsaw. <laughs> I mean, we were completely harnessed in and all that. And oh, okay, there you on, go. Climbing there you boots go. and all that stuff on. But I was still like, eh, no, nah, this tree ain't big enough for all this. Let's go back <laughs> down and let somebody else do this. I don't want to do it today. Yeah, yeah. So that's how that, that's how that went down with the steps. But they worked. They held me up there about, uh, I think it was about 40 feet. Because I go. have two sets. So There you go. That's what I'm talking about. 
We are sub 40 days till deer season. For you, you're almost sub 30 days. Are you excited? I'm 33, 33 days away. I looked it up in the truck. 33 on the way days home. away. Goodness gracious. I'm not quite that. I've got, uh, if you're 33, I'm 40 days away because I'm one week past you. So I'm, I'm nine days from squirrel season. Nine days from squirrel season. There you go. We are, uh, I think we're sitting at about 19 days to the first college football game kickoff between Colorado State and Hawaii State or Hawaii. I don't know. Oregon State. That's who it is. I think. Anyways, August 25th is the first college football kickoff, and that's 19 days away, so I'm thrilled about that. Uh, but to me, bow season is like uh, Christmas time for me. That's uh, that's that's the year I live for, and I get two bow seasons here because I got Zone D to my to my to my west, and I've got Zone Z to my east. So uh, I'm gonna try and sneak up a tree here uh, pretty shortly. Try and uh, stick something soon. So we'll see. I got, also got that CPA prep coming. You uh, you also got lucky enough to get a new oh, leash. Oh, you sound tired. Zone. <laughs> I am tired. <laughs> you know what I just got done doing today? Come on. Ooh. Put it out there you for everybody. Soaking wet, not catching any fish. The weatherman <laughs> was wrong today. Extremely wrong. Oh. It might he be said... sunny down there now, but um, it surely wasn't this morning from uh, <laughs> 6 a.m. to 12 p.m. or 1 p.m. Right. Um, he was off by about 300% on the rain forecast. Oh, it's not going to rain. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I bet they Y'all, got five inches of rain down there in four, inch, four hours. Th- this is what happens when Leighton Harvey drives to the coast and can't do his saltwater fishing. He gets all kinds of grumpy. Next thing you know, mm-hmm. he's going to have a petition going around on Facebook to fire that weatherman. Yeah, I won't say any names. Everybody, <laughs> in, South, everybody, everybody in South Georgia knows who I'm talking about. Lord have mercy. Well... Um, and Tallahassee. Yeah, both uh, of those places know who I'm talking about. How, uh, how, how, how prepared are you for deer season? You got all your stands set up? Oh, yeah, you know it. No, that's the <laughs> biggest lie in the world. It's 91 degrees outside right now. No, I don't have my stand set up. I'm sorry. Mm. I'm not playing in there. I hear you. I'm not playing out in that heat, man. No way. Not right now. I'm going to let you come up here and do it all for me. There you go. Well, this afternoon would have been a good day. We're given all this rain nah. that we haven't had. There ain't no rain up here today. I, I just know. said there was. I just told you that. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm I'm excited. I've got a couple more trail cameras to put out there. And like you, you hinted out earlier, I've got my new lease. Uh, well, it's more like an invite. There's no actual lease to it. But I got my new invite to go out there and uh, hunt those 200 acres. So I'm going to try and get back out there kind of soon. And um, that's that'll be fun. But that'll be, that'll be October. That's another month and a half away. So Maybe it'll be a little cooler then. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's been a pretty it's been a pretty cool summer by and large for this year. So Maybe for you, I'm not too upset with it. But uh, that, that that AC job, that AC job, you got it. Um, <laughs> we're believe it or not, we're below our average days above 90 degrees for this summer. So it may not feel yeah. That well, way you, to just, you you just open your mouth. We're screwed now. The next yeah. the next three oh, weeks. Oh Lord, have mercy. Hell, all the way through October, <laughs> we're gonna have a 90 degree Christmas, right? Yeah, hey, we did the last two. <laughs> Yeah, literally. Well, uh, I I think, yeah, we did. You're right. Um, Pretty much. So, guys, we're we're gonna do uh, kind of what we used to do at the very beginning, where it's just Leighton and I talking today, and uh, we thought that uh, in celebration of the upcoming deer season, we would share our uh, first deer memories between the two of us. Um, I don't think I have ever shared my first deer memory with Leighton. I know I haven't with anybody here. I've shot my first bow kill. That was back in episode one. Dude, can you believe that we have 
This will be episode 15. Can 15 you or 16, one or the other. Yeah, yeah, it'll be the 16th episode we've put out, but it'll be 15 uh, true episodes. We did the one bonus. Can you believe it's hit that? Yeah. And yeah, also, I I'd, like to, I'd like to shout out to everybody. We are currently in all but seven states in America. We're, we have listeners in five countries. We have got, uh, let's see, Canada, U.S., Ukraine, Australia, China. Japan. No, no China yet. Five oh, countries. Japan. And I just wanted to say thank you to all y'all for finding finding some value in, in our ramblings up here. And um, if you know anybody, I'll, I'll probably post sometime soon the states we're missing, and we can see if we can't get y'all to recruit somebody to listen to us. But uh, I, I'm just overwhelmed with the amount of downloads that we've had and the amount of of uh, of of uh, support that we've had from so many different... I, ne- I never believed that we would have uh, 44 or whatever it is states. I think Montana, Colorado, South Dakota, Kansas, Nevada... West Virginia Everybody. and Vermont. Those are the only states. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven states. We're only missing seven states. Um, and I'm just—I just want to say thank you to everybody who's taking the time to to listen to us, and uh, I hope you continue. Um, but and well, uh, did, didn't didn't you want to do a um, an episode coming up on viewer questions? Isn't that something that we need yeah, to put out there? Yeah, that's 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 a really good point. I'm gonna put a post up there about this uh, sometime in the future. What we want to do? We're we're getting just hit so hard with questions from, from listeners. So what I would love to do is if y'all have any questions, send us a message on Instagram, send us an email in the next couple of weeks, we're going to do a podcast where it just, we answer the questions that y'all have, whether it's how to podcast, um, the different archery equipment that we have. And we just get so many questions. I, I honest to God, I, I can't quite keep up with all of our, uh, Instagram messages that we get. So if you've got a direct question on under this episode announcement in Instagram, comment what you would like us to talk about. Give us a question right there. I will pull those questions directly and we will do a Q&A session right then and there. It can be anything related to what we do and we'll, we'll talk about that. Um, we also have a kind of another cool announcement. I guess now's as good a time as any. Probably. Uh, some of the finer details are being worked out, but we have already announced on Instagram, we have a sponsorship, a second partnership with another company for the Chasing Tales podcast. That is the Bowhunter Box Club. It's a subscription box for designed just for bow hunters, and we're going to have Jason on here, have him tell us all about the box and, and what he's doing. It's it's really awesome. It's it's a subscription box, kind of like Epsi and, and uh, some other things, but it's, it's Dollar oriented. Dollar Shave Club, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, Dollar Shave Club. That's no, Dollar Beard Club is another one of them, um, but... You know, it's it's a forty dollar box that has somewhere between sixty and seventy five dollars worth of product. The first box, or one of the few first boxes that came out, had a three pack of broadheads in there, and I think they were like Grim Reaper or something like that. I can't recall off the top of my head. It's a Sunday and I'm exhausted, but um, you know that's forty to forty five dollars right there off the top. So if if you think about that, you're spending forty bucks and you're already getting your money back right there off that one item. And there were four or five other items in there as well. So um, we're glad to have the opportunity to, to partner up with someone who uh, supports directly what we do, um, which, the, you know, one of the primary focuses is bow hunting. Uh, that's my biggest passion. That's what we probably talk the most about on here. And uh, so just want to say thank you to Jason. And we'll have some discount codes coming up from them. And uh, we'll announce those as soon as those pop up. And uh, we'll get you all set up. So 
Yeah. So t- so today's episode, I think what we wanted to do was kind of share our, our first deer stories, kind of in celebration of deer season coming down the pipe. Um, Leighton, would you like to, to start us off? No, I think you need to. I think yours is going to be better. I hadn't heard it yet, and I'm waiting to hear yours. <laughs> oh, you you aren't you aren't Mike shy, are you? No, no, dude. I had somebody tell me the other day I have a face for radio. Maybe they might be they might just be being very nice to you. Um, well, that's an insult. Or they, so, or they, well, not necessarily. <laughs> no, okay. See, All you right. can take your face and turn it into your voice, and then you're like, okay. oh, then, you know, okay. You know. There you go. I got um, you. I got you. But yeah, somebody's being nice to you, so that was yeah. the insult. Um, there you go. Anyway, um, but yeah. <laughs> so you want me to start? So yeah, you can go ahead okay. and start this one. All right. So unlike Leighton, It'll give not... me a chance to take a night, night, a night, a night, <laughs> while I listen to you <laughs> tell your story. You know, I, I grew up so so I grew up hunting in Southeast Georgia, and I kind of got into hunting a little late in life. I, for all our new listeners who haven't heard from us before, uh, talk about our our early lives, the first five episodes, I think, kind of captured that and embodied how our relationship came about and what we did. We moved back to southeast Georgia from New Orleans, and when we did that, my father really started to heavily get me involved in the outdoors. That had always been something that had kind of been um, romanticized and dreamt about, but it wasn't ever something that was really a reality for us. So we moved over there, and we started squirrel hunting real heavily, and about the age of 14 or 15, I took a real... Uh, hankering to to deer hunt. And I don't know if you remember this, but I had the the Night and Hail and and early Primos VHSs. Did you have those, Layton? Uh, I had a few, but I didn't get them till I was like ten or so or twelve. Whenever I could buy them, my parents didn't really buy stuff like that for me. Really? I would have thought you'd had had every every uh, episode they produced. No, no. I remember mm-hmm. I had one of them. I had one of them that uh, tried to sell me an Acorn Cruncher. Do you remember those? Oh yeah, they tried. Little... To, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways, um, and then they tried to bring that back a few years ago. Yeah, they did. They did. They tried. It failed miserably. Oh, I mean, I'm sure they made some money, but anyways. So I, I grew up watching a lot of those VHSs, and about 14 or 15, I'd say 14 or 15, I started hunting with my father with a lever action 44, and that was a hard hitting, slow moving bullet, big bullet, and never saw anything for years. Until I was about 16, I was hunting in southeast Georgia. Uh, it was October, which was our rut um, in southeast Georgia. It's kind of a real early rut, honestly. Uh, being on the East Coast, uh, you know, everybody had theories about why that was. And um, qu- honestly, I couldn't quite tell you. But I was hunting with my dad at the time, and he went off. We had this old, man, oh, man, I'm going down memory lane. We had this old pickup truck, blue pickup truck. And I told, I drove dad out to, to, black hammock you remember that mm-hmm. and i dropped him off out there because there was a big six point that he'd been watching for um lord i don't know how long but he had been watching he had a couple couple cool encounters i said well dad i'll drop you off there and uh I'll, I'll drive to my spot so i dropped dad off there and i go to the clubhouse to sign in and we had this like board where you put your tag up there and uh nine times out of ten it, it was a, an area of conflict more than an area of safety knowing somebody's back there or not but um, I went to go hunt my spot and Blake was, a, a fellow named Blake was in that spot. And I thought to myself, dad gummit, I had, I had a big buck come rutting behind me. It was the first time I had ever, two days before I'd heard 
a big buck grunt on big buck. I don't know what it was, but it, it was a real deep grunt and I'm reading a book and all of a sudden behind me I hear, Burr. I was like, Oh man, that sounded just like it did on night Hill. That's kind of cool. I wonder what, and then it hits me, man. Just bah, that was a deer grunt. <laughs> so he comes, he's busting through the palmettos back behind me. I can't see him. You hear burnt, 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 burnt. He's tending this doe. I get set up with my 30 out six. I was in this old ass Tomcat climber. You know, the type with the blades that if you, if you didn't, yeah, get I've got one. Yeah. If you didn't get them hooked into the tree, you could do that real fast shimmy, <laughs> shimmy to the ground as yeah, it starts scary, to slide. By the time you get to the bottom, you, you're, you're no good for walking, talking or doing anything. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm up in the, no safety harness, mind you at all whatsoever. Um, matter of fact, I think now that I'm thinking back on it, the blades were held together by some mismatched screws and Bolt. bolts. I don't, I don't yep. even know why I was up in that dang tree, man. Uh, Anyways, so I set up with my 30 out six. I had a Remington 742 as a carbine. Some people swear it's the most unreliable semi-automatic Remington's ever made. I've never had a gun failure with it. Um, and I got this old 1970s Weaver uh, scope on there. It's still on there to this day. It's in the gun safe. Uh, still on there to this day. And that thing was just dead on. Just dead on. I've been firing rounds through it all summer long. I used to walk two, 300 yards to the shooting range put up a target and shoot. Anyways, I get set up and this deer is coming across this fire break. I can just see it clear as day. And he comes out, gets right out in front of that, into that um, sh- uh, fire break. And I go, Matt, and stop him. Pull the trigger. Click. The most dreaded click I have ever heard in my entire life. For a 16-year-old boy, I was absolutely beside myself. So the deer goes, runs off before me. These, these fire breaks are only about 10 feet wide. And this, this deer takes off back after this doe, I checked the daggum chamber, no round. I've been <laughs> sitting in this tree all day. I had read and filled the stream that you need to hunt all day if you want to kill big bucks. I had sat in this stand just about all day long. Click. I forgot to put a round in the chamber. I was cussing and swearing. I was so pissed off. To make it worse, there were other hunters down the road from me, and he had been chasing that doe by them. And all of them, I hear all these shots off in the background. Bah, da, 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 da. I'm thinking, shit, that deer is dead. I just missed my opportunity. He was a good, he was a big deer, man. He, I don't know what he was. I couldn't tell you to this day, but he was big. So that evening, I, dad took my, my coattail from me and, and hung it up at the clubhouse because he said, if you pulled the trigger and didn't kill him, it doesn't matter if you didn't put a round in there, you, you, you miss that deer. The next day, I dropped him off at Black Hammock, like I said, and I went to go back to that same spot, and there's a fellow in it. So I said, to hell with it. I'm going to go all the way back there to the Kirby property line. This was on the furthest northern portion of the property. There was another landowner who owned a couple hundred acres up there, not much. And there was a box stand, I'm sure it's still there to this day, that had been set up there. It was built up into the top of these three pine trees. And a heavy, heavy stand. I mean, you could put you could put six people up there if you want to. And so I get out there. I walked. Man, I bet you I walked two, three hundred yards to get to that stand. Now, at this time, I was growing faster than all hell. I mean, I was just, I was shooting up. So mom and dad didn't buy me any kind of nice boots or anything. They bought them like a, a size too big. That way I'd get two seasons out of them and whatnot. I've got these Walmart thick hunting boots that just wear your calves out in that sugar sand back there. That, that part will come in handy later on in this story. Well, 
I'm sitting there and, and the wind starts blowing back and forth pretty hard. It was one of these little October northeasterners that we have there on the east coast that comes through and it starts drizzling rain ever so lightly to the left and I'm playing my Game Boy Advance at the time. And I look up, look at these little this little shooting lane they have in front of me, and it had been planted in iron clay peas. So I look up, no deer, go back to my game. Sit still, don't move, don't move. And every every so often the trees would sway that the stand was built into, and the wood would rub on the wood, and you'd hear a creak. You know? Well, I look up about three minutes later, and there's a deer standing in, in the the plot right in front of me. And I start talking to myself. I've never done this before. It, it just cracks me up that I did this. I'm like, oh my God, a deer. I can't believe it. I start getting quiet. It's a deer. Can you believe it? It's a deer. There's a deer right there. Okay, what do you do next? Get your gun. So I grab my gun real slow. And about this time, the tree catches another breeze and goes, Neat. and the deer looks up at me. I'm like, oh God, I'm busted. This deer is going to run off because this daggum thing's making noise, you know? Sure enough, the deer just goes right back to eating those iron clay peas. Well, well, he's heard that all his life. Yeah, he had, and he probably heard it as he was walking up, too. The deer goes back to feeding, and, and I grab the gun, and I realize I don't have a, a, a anchor in front of me. So I've got to get down out of this chair, which is just an old desk chair, and I've got to crawl across this. Dude, you don't know how many times I've done yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Like, had to shoot out, like, not even be in a chair yeah. or have my legs in yeah. a split on my... Uh, yeah. You would be amazed at the shots that I've pulled off in my lifetime. <laughs> so I have to stand up but i can't stand up too high because you know you got to have to cross over because you got the sh- narrow shooting ra- uh, lane and i go to stand up and i see he's got antler above his head and i'm like oh no i bet it's he's not going to be that big and i'm not going to shoot him we had a three point on one side rule trophy manage and uh i'm sitting there and i'm, I'm looking through the, the 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 scope and i'm looking through the crosshairs at him and all of a sudden, the tree the trees make another squeak again, and that deer looks right up at me. And when he does, he's got two points coming off this one side, and he's got a main beam coming off the other side, and it had three points. And from that point on, I started going, it's a buck. Oh, it's a buck. It's a buck. And I guess I meant it was a shooter buck, but I kept going, it's a buck. Okay, stop looking at the antlers. Oh, my God, it's a buck. Your your first deer could be a buck. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm like, how about hyperventilate? I, I'll be honest with you. The next few moments all are kind of in a blur. <laughs> because mm-hmm. I put always is. I I put the crosshairs on his shoulder. And to this day, I can't see the crosshairs when I think about that deer. Oh, I know I know where the crosshairs were cuz I know where the bullet went and and I and I truly think that it was having shot several hundred rounds that summer and teaching myself not to look at the crosshairs but look at what you want to hit instead that did this. But at 40 yards, I put the crosshairs behind that deer, pulled the trigger, and I guarantee you I jerked the hell out of that trigger. But that deer hit the ground and started doing donuts, man. He then, just about the time I started to get excited because that deer hit the ground, he jumps up and leaps off into the brush. And my heart just sinks. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking, oh my God, I must have missed the deer. What the hell? So I immediately start going into my training. What did Daddy say? Dad said, stay right here wait, don't mess up the blood trail, give him 15, 20 minutes before you get down. Okay, so I gave him about 60 seconds, <laughs> and then I got down out of that box blind, and I started looking, and there was no blood in, 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 the, in, the, in the food plot, and I started really starting to panic. Man, my heart's just going just, 
I'm just like about to lose my mind, dude. I'm literally just about to lose my mind. So I said, okay, well, here's this trail right here. Let me walk down this trail and find some blood. Again, not listening to dad. I walk about 50 yards down the trail. and Finally, the panic overcomes me, and I realize I could be messing up a really faint blood trail. I need to back the hell out of here. And on my way out, a, a, a glimmer of white to my left about five feet catches my eye. And that deer had jumped up, taken one leap into those bushes, and, and died. died right there. Yeah. Right there. And I and, and, and the thirty out six went right behind the shoulder, right as if you would wanted it to. Double lung, maybe even uh, a touch. I don't know. He's perfectly broadside, facing from left to right. And uh, I start freaking out. Like, I'm like, gun goes up in the air. I'm going, whoa, you know. I'm, I'm like, uh, I got my first deer. So I don't drag him out of there. He's way back in this green bar. I unload the rifle, put the rifle on the deer. And start hauling ass, dude. Now, this is where the tricky part comes. <laughs> I'm wearing these big old $20 special Walmart boots that are one size too big with two pair of socks on. And I'm running through the sugar sand of southeast Georgia. If y'all ain't never ran through sugar sand, sir, sugar sand, you don't ride a bike through sugar sand. You 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 no, have to. You don't really drive. A truck <laughs> I was about to say you need to be real careful driving a vehicle through it. And if you're not paying attention, it's going to take you into a ditch. So I'm running that two three hundred yards all the way back to that pickup truck. I was so winded from the from that dry cold air, and from running in those big old boots in the sugar sand, I had to sit there with my hands up against the bed of that truck trying to catch my breath. I'm just going. <gasps> I'm you know I'm just it's hurting like my esophagus is stinging from all that cold air. I hauled ass all the way to dad, and I come up Black Black Hammock Road, and I can see dad in the stand. He's 200 yards in the pine rows with his orange vest on. What I don't know is dad is looking at four does and a buck in front of in front of him. Well, you didn't care either. Well, he goes, okay. Well, and I asked him later. I said, you know, okay, I'm not going to jump around. So I get out the truck, and I'm walking around the truck at a paced hurry. Like, why isn't dad getting on the stand? I know he can see me. Why isn't he getting out of the stand? It's almost dark. It's almost the end of shooting light. And then it hit me that there was a code because this is, this is way before the day of cell, cell cameras, um, so cell phones, cell phones ever. ever. I mean, that ever. wasn't even a thing. Yeah. So we had a code. If it's important and you're not just getting out the stand early, honk the horn three times. And it hits me. I've made three circles around this truck. Honk the damn horn, Walter. So I go over there, bam, bam, bam. And you start to see dad shoulder his rifle and he walks out and he goes, what happened? Was that you? And he said, yeah. He said, I heard that shot, and I've been watching these three deer. I've been trying to deter. If if you came down the road, I wasn't going to shoot them. But if you if you didn't come down the road, that doe was about to die. So I t- I'm telling him the whole story and whatnot. And we we drive back there and, and pull him out the woods. And, and he was a fine, you know, fine year and a half, two-year-old deer. Probably a year and a half, more than anything. And, uh... The funny part is, and I, I hope we still have the photo somewhere. I have a feeling it was at Gamma and Papa's, but um, I had an afro, like y'all ain't never believe. Mm-hmm. I mean, a fro, a straight up afro, like ten inch, ten to thirteen inches of hair afro in this photo, and I'm holding up this deer on the bed of this this uh, this pickup truck, and I can just, I'll never forget how excited Daddy was. At that time, because he could have shot those deer, you know, he could, he could have got one for himself, but it was more important that we went and got, uh, mine out the woods. And, um, that was just cool, dude. It just, I'll never forget it. And, and more so the, the buck than anything. If you think about that story, what, what stands out to me was, you know, the tree creaking, it was the oversized boots. 
It was the panic that overcame it, man. That just the deer was no trophy. Matter of fact, I, I've got him on the wall next to my biggest buck right now. But every time I look at him, I don't think about the deer. I think about that whole experience, the summer that went into it, and um, it was just cool, dude. It was it was a good time, and I'd give anything to go back to that point in time. Sometimes, yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. Because I, I thought exactly I thought mid twenties with a little jingle in my pocket would be a good time. But man, I I sure would love to go back to sixteen a couple times. <laughs> I don't know if I'd like to go back to sixteen, but. There's a few times I'd like to go back to, but, uh, but yeah, I think, uh, I think you probably outdid me on that one. Cause mine's going to be about 10 minutes, maybe if we're lucky and I'll be <laughs> done because mine's short and sweet. That's what she said. Mm, she must've been talking about you. Oh, go ahead. Cause we're both, we're both short and we're both sweet. Are so, we? You know, no, they probably say we're assholes. Yeah. <laughs> um, my little deer story, first deer, I was like, I don't know. All I know is I can remember I was, it was either from eight to 10 because at 11, I killed my first buck and it may have been a two year span before I killed my first buck in between these two deer, but he um, kills so many deer. He can't keep up with them. Y'all. I really can't. (laughs) Um, I just know I killed my first buck with a 270 and I killed this deer with a 243. So, you know, um, but I might've been, I was nine or 10. And uh, we got lucky enough, Dad knew a guy that ran a plantation down here that uh, was about, I don't know, 500 acres. And all they did was hunt quail, and they fed the quail all the time. So there was goo gobs of deer. I mean, just, it was ridiculous. And um, I got a little 243 single shot with a old Simmons on it, which back then that was pretty, pretty, uh, pretty good scope back in the day. Um, 20 yeah, years ago now. cutting edge back then. Now it's the Walmart special. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and uh so i shot it a few times was scared shitless of this gun because it jumped and kicked and reared and it was little and loud and i was young and it's like nine and um so we were hunting the same spot same spot together same spot together and finally one day he put me in my own stand and it was during the rut because there was a 170 inch deer plus that was in this area um we had seen him. My dad had seen him. Everybody had seen him. So he puts me in the stand, and he goes probably 300 yards away and gets in his stand. He's like, I'm not going to kill anything. you know. I'm just taking my son hunting. And um, so I'm sitting there, and he puts tinks out in front of me. And I don't know, 30, 45 minutes later, I hear crash, 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 crash. Just, I mean, full-fledged, full-blown running straight towards me. Perfect position. And... Uh, here come these two does. And I'm like freaking, you know, tripping out. They're going to come five yards by me. They stop, smell the tinks. I'm like, well, shit, it's five yards, 10 yards. So uh, they stop, I get them to stop right there beside me. And if I'd have been a little bit older and a little bit smarter, I'd have, we'll get to that. But uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> they get about 10 yards and I pull the scope up and I'm shaking like a leaf. And you got to think, I mean, this is back, almost 15 and eh, almost 10 years ago it was over 10 years I was ago say, yeah it's close it was to 15 cold years ago. it was cold it was it was cold 10 years ago 15 years ago i mean it actually got cold and this day was cold i was in a deer suit you know those old walmart deer suits that our yes, dad used to buy that one piece that that they said would keep you warm and they didn't work worth a flying nope um, they weren't worth the money they, they were fabric worth worth printed sh- on oh yeah. my god they were horrible walls um, walls oh, was yeah, the brand remember w-a-l-s yeah 
walls. Yep. Well, I had something else, but yeah, I had a walls too. The walls actually worked. The one I had didn't do nothing. Um, so I was shivering, freezing. I just, granted I was in school, so this was a really quick hunt one afternoon. And uh, so these two does stopped right beside me, and I'm shaking like a leaf. So I go, I pull the hammer back, and Dad's seen all this unfold. I mean, that's how close he was. So I go, boom, drop her right there beside me, probably 150-pound doe, and I, she sits there and spins around and around and around and around. I'm like, what the hell happened? Why is she spinning so much? Well, by the time she stopped spinning, I see I blew a hole in her spine because of how close she was, and I was so young and so scared and um, didn't kind of know what to do. I didn't know what to do, but I was just freaking out, <laughs> kind of like in the same position <laughs> yeah, you were in. Yeah. But they were at 10, 10 yards, literally straight up and down 10 yards. So I can see why I hit her where I hit sure. her. Um, and uh, so Dad comes over there about 20 minutes later. Did you get her? I said, I don't know. What do you think? And this was me at nine. I said that. I was being a smart ass at that <laughs> age. So you can imagine. Um, and then I'm sitting there, and there comes a six point while he's walking up. So Dad was walking up, and I told him, I said, keep your gun loaded. You know, I kind of motioned to him, keep your gun loaded. Well, there was a six point that ran under us, and granted, you know, obviously we wouldn't shoot that. But if I'd have been really smart, I'd have let these two gear walk, or these three deer walk, because we both look up about the same time. Me and Dad doing granted, I'm still in the tree, and he's on the ground. There's that 170 inch mm. deer about 75 yards away. Wow. And Dad's like, I'm not going to shoot him. He really didn't have a clean shot, so he's like, I'm not going to shoot him. But if I'd have let these two deer, these two does, come through there. And, I mean, this is me being nine years old. Yeah. I mean, you know, now I'd be like, huh, y'all go ahead. Um, but, yeah, if I'd have let them walk, I'd have killed the biggest deer of my life that day. Wow. Um, but, yeah, like I said, my story was sh- short and sweet. It was. Uh, it happened within about 45 minutes of me getting in the stand, <laughs> literally. Wow. And, uh, but, yeah, that's how that story went down. And the rest is history, pretty much. Been a been a deer hunting fool ever since i guess for the most long part. as it's cold for the most yeah if it ain't cold i ain't <laughs> motivated I hear you, man. but i'll hunt a turkey in 90 degrees yeah you will you will chase the hell out of t- oh, uh, uh, a tom turkey in a heartbeat yes sir if he gobbles and makes noise and lets me move i will go after him i hear you i don't know i just deer hunting sometimes just i don't know hopefully this bow hunting will bring it back me. i hope so i hope so i think it will i have faith it will it's 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 a little it's a little different what you doing over there i got a little i got a cylinder that makes that noise where you go like yeah with your yeah. mouth it'll do it without me having to do that uh. it's kind of cool <laughs> <laughs> oh man y'all i'm not recording at my house so I kind of got all this stuff in front of me that I can play with, and it ain't good because I've been stuck in a truck for the past two hours riding back from Carabell. Leighton Late, drives all the way to his daddy's office to record just so just so y'all can hear his lovely voice. Dude, you ain't going to believe this. I haven't had your mic on record this entire time. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> I'm leaving. We ain't doing another one. Oh. I, ain't, I ain't bullshitting you. Oh, I'm man. not doing another oh. one. I'm going home and going to ask <laughs> Well, guys... This one was was always intended to be short and sweet. We uh, just kind of celebrating that bow season's coming up, announcing that uh, our new sponsorship with Bowhunter Box hey, we Club. We still got fifty minutes out of this one. It ain't that short. Well, the recording started thirty two minutes ago, but that's okay. Well, that's long. Yeah, it, oh, yeah. As long as I want to hear. That's your voice. it. There you go. But uh, 
as always, we're always cutting up with each other. We're having a good time, and uh, pretty much from here on out, you can count on Noel Harvey uh, to be here and, and provide the, nah, the, the color commentary. Don't, yourself, don't, don't shoot yourself in the nah, foot now. I, I'm trying. Listen, I'm trying to get you some business. If I go ahead and say this, that means you're gonna get stuck with so much work. You, you're gonna have to take another leave of absence. Yeah, yeah. Keep talking about <laughs> it, please. Say it, keep, keep. Peeking those sweet so, nothings in the in the um beans, absolutely. please. Absolutely. <laughs> so if you if you guys are hearing this for the first time, if you'd hit that subscribe button, that'd be great. If you'd leave us a review on inst on iTunes or whatever platform it is you're listening to, that'll help other people find us. And uh, we got some elk hunting stories coming up, as well as uh, uh, a couple folks coming on here to talk about their first deer kills as well, and kind of th- how they got into hunting. And I, I think that's going to be some some pretty cool content for y'all. And uh, as well as that, we have got a uh, mm, fun thing coming down the pipes with one of our sponsors. That's probably all I'm at liberty to say right now, but uh, I think everybody who listens to us is going to be really excited. Um, I, I can't say any more than that, can I? I think they might like it. So y'all be good and uh, stay tuned. We'll have some awesome stuff coming your way shortly. See y'all. Thank you.